So the markets, they're down. But the oil prices are up with no end in sight. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. The Dow has fallen over 700 right now. At Dow, They're down 664. The NASDAQ is down 300. Meanwhile, if we take a look at oil prices, right here, uh, we've got Brent crude at 122. That's down from a tie of 130. West Texas Intermediate at 117.50. That was well over 120 just a few hours ago. Canada is saying, hey, we can replace Russian oil. It's okay. So once again, it's a conversation about a lack of energy independence from the United States because Joe Biden and his team refuse to engage it. As a matter of fact, as Axios reported, Joe Biden is considering a trip to Saudi Arabia. And this trip to Saudi Arabia would be to build up our relations and then convince them to pump more oil. The problem is, is that we think that the inflation is being caused by what's taking place in Ukraine. That's not factual. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. I think I may have already said hello. I forget sometimes. Dr. Matt Will joins us right now, economist with the University of Indianapolis, Dr. Matt Will, M-A-T-T-W-I-L-L, Dr. Matt Will, on the Twitter box right there. You take a look at... Um, at what we're seeing right now, the, the, the market where it's at, the oil prices where it's at. Should we be taking a look at markets? Should we be taking a look at oil? Should we be taking a look at commodities in general? Or should we be taking solely a look at inflation rates? Well, uh, Tony, I think it's a combination of everything. Uh, people don't understand, you know, Russia's cause, you know, we import 8% of our oil from Russia. So, yes, it's going to have an impact on us, and it should. But the fact is there's a lot more going on than this. I mean, we have EPA regulations on oil production that came out today. Today, Tony, there's going to be more restrictions on oil production in the United States. In the middle of this situation, they're issuing regulations in that area. They're banning the exploration of oil in the United States. There's not renewing of leases. There's growing dependence on Saudi Arabia and Canada and Mexico for our oil. Tony, there's a lot more going on here than just what's happening in Russia and the Ukraine. So we're really into a, a conversation about policy, about theory here. Is there any theory? I mean, I, I have a take, certainly, and my, my, theory, my, my thoughts about Joe Biden and this administration. But let's say uh, economics, uh, you know more than I do. You're, you're the economist, I'm not. Is there a theory? that getting OPEC or Saudi Arabia, getting Russia or some other, or Canada, to produce more oil, that's a better philosophy for us and our economic growth than getting our own, engaging our own drilling, engaging in fracking, and having United States energy independence? You know, Tony, I there might be, but I don't understand what the logic could possibly be to let another country uh, force us to be dependent on them. You know, former Mayor Ballard was very adamant about trying to eliminate reliance on foreign energy. You know, people may recall some of the green initiatives he put were not because he, he was against oil, but because he was against reliance on foreign energy sources. And so this theory that somehow it's better to get our oil from somewhere else just doesn't make any sense to me. Talking to Matt Will, economist, University of Indianapolis. 
this, uh, the market's heading down. It would seem to make sense. They don't know what's going to happen. You've got a, a war at, at play. It leads to a, a instability. But is the market telling you where the instability is coming from? Is it is it all about Russia's invasion of Ukraine? Is it about American response? Is there something else at play? Well, Tony, I think it's a response to all of the above. Because, yes, Russia is the major impact on this. Let's make, make no mistake about it. Because right now, Russia accounts for, like I said, 8% of our imports. And if you look at a gallon of gasoline, Tony, you know, the, the barrel is up to $122 a barrel. Well, that translates into about $4.50 at the pump. And if it goes up, you know, like I saw a tweet you did earlier about what if it hits $200 a barrel? Tony, if it hits $200 a barrel, you're talking at $6.24 at the pump. Wait, is and that how that it? Is not unrealistic. Hold on, hold on. How, how do you get to the number? Because I said it's going to go over five. You just said it two hundred equals six twenty four. How does two hundred dollars a barrel equal six dollars and twenty four cents for uh, regular unleaded at the pump? There's forty two gallons in a barrel, so that comes to four dollars and seventy six cents per gallon. That's just the oil, and the oil is just part of it. You have taxes, refining, distribution, and profit, and that adds about another dollar and forty eight cents uh, per gallon. So you get six twenty four, Tony. See, that's why he's the economist, people. See how that see how that works. So, uh, but the idea of two hundred—that's not. I mean, I've seen this now in a couple places. What would stop the the only thing that seems to me to stop the oil prices from going up is more oil and supply and demand being very very real. That doesn't seem to be the case. That we're going to see well, more it, oil created, or 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 I should say, uh, barreled. No, it, it, it doesn't, Tony. And, you know, you made the statement about Biden going to Saudi Arabia, you know, the, the place where they're killing their journalists and putting them in barrels and throwing them in the ocean. Yeah. So that's the country he's going to go visit to ask for their help. And th by the way, they're not interested in helping us. They thrive on high oil prices. Their cost to produce oil is pretty expensive. So they would love these higher oil prices. They're not in any mood whatsoever. They have meetings, Tony. Their meetings with OPEC are designed around how do we increase the price of oil. They're loving the situation right now. They're loving the situation, but are they going to now pump more? Are they saying, are they playing the game of no, we're good, everything's fine, only proving that we need to have more uh, independence right here in the U.S.? Well, I don't know, Tony. Let's think about this. Biden is going to Saudi Arabia rather than the Saudis coming to him. So who has the powerful negotiating position in this situation? Talking to Matt Will, economist, University of Indianapolis. Now let's come back to the United States and let's take a look at what we're seeing here. Let's take a look at the um, at, at the at the strategies at, at the policies that we have. Certainly, we have a policy that says no Keystone Pipeline. Certainly, we have a policy that says we are not going to engage in fracking. Certainly, we've heard Speaker Pelosi saying she is not a fan of drilling on public lands, as if somehow she'd be a fan of drilling on private uh, lands. Uh, these policies, as as we know they are, and certainly they don't seem to change, how much are they taken into account, Not on, never, never mind on, on the world stage, by, by uh, those here in, in the U.S., and, and what kind of pressure comes uh, to these, these policies saying, hey, this is actually now a, a, an issue of, of national security, that, that you're placing us in. These policies can't bring us any value at all. Is, is there something that the markets do, people like yourself do, and say, whoa, whoa, whoa you, can't, you can't have this. This, this, provides us, this provides such a disincentive for us that it actually endangers us. 
But Tony, I, I think that the question is, how much did the policymakers listen to the market? The market thinks, and I've, I've heard policy or market analysts say recently, oh, we're going to expand our use of uh, nuclear. We're going to expand our use of new refineries. Tony, we haven't put a, built a nuclear plant or had a new refinery in this country in about 40 years. Those, and there's no prospect that that is going to change anytime soon. These policymakers do not care. The fact that the EPA came out with a new dramatic regulation just today in the middle of this crisis tells you they are tone deaf to what's happening around them. Nuclear now is not like it was 50 years ago. Generation four plants are safe and clean. This is one of the cleanest forms of energy you can have, and they're extremely um, independent of anything else going on in the world. Yet this administration is not in favor of policies to expand refinery production, expand nuclear energy, or any other clean technology such as natural gas or liquefied natural gas. You know, I'm asking a question about uh, markets more than specific uh, economic questions, but we, we've seen Visa and MasterCard say they won't process in Russia. American Express has done the same. CNBC is running a headline right now about McDonald's having uh, a lot of uh, exposure to Russia because of the number of stores they have in 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 Russia. Um, the do these um, things like if, if Visa and Mastercard we're not going to process in Russia. How do that how does that affect U.S. markets? Does does McDonald's having a lot of stores in Russia uh, affect the markets here and how people view that stock? It, it does, Tony, because we are an integrated global economy. And I am very proud of these companies that have stepped up and said they're going to lose sales. They're going to lose profits because they're not going to do business in Russia. That's a big deal, and, and I give them credit for that. The, our administration isn't doing the same thing. They've given an exemption from the SWIFT system for the two banks that handle the most Russian oil transactions. Spearbank and Gazprom Bank are still on the SWIFT system. Those are Russian banks that are processing dollars for oil that this administration is saying, no problem, keep doing it. Good, good, God bless, you know, McDonald's for saying we're going to take a hit and not going to have uh, business uh, transactions that we're doing in Russia. Good for them. Has anyone suggested that these, the, 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 the increase in the price of oil, the, the, economic hardship that it is now uh, Im implying, the, what's happening with the banks. Does this, you know, you've brought this up on the show. You've actually said recession on the show. I don't even call it the R word. We say things as they are. You've called it recession. Do these moments, as we're seeing them, lead America to recession, or is that something separate of what's happening? Tony, it's it's not separate, Um because I believe, and I said this before, that we're heading towards a recession regardless of this, but this will ex expedite the process and make it worse, and I think politicians will use this as an excuse. Just like they used COVID as an excuse for bad policies, especially in the supply chain, I think they're going to use this as, a, as an excuse for the recession and say, well, we wouldn't have had a recession if it weren't for the Ukraine-Russia situation. Not true, Tony. This will make it worse. This will make it more rapid, but we're going to have a recession, and you know what? God bless, again, I'm using that phrase again, Europe for standing up because they see a war on their doorstep. They get over half, half of the exports from Russia go to Europe for oil, and they're when they want to put the squeeze on Russia. Good for them. I mean, they're taking the brunt of this, not us. By the way, I mentioned that oil prices right now were at 122 for Brent crude and 117, almost 118 for West Texas Intermediate. Uh, 
just a, a few hours ago. Brent had hit the high of 147.50, and West Texas was a high of 147. So clearly, actually, I should take that back. The all-time highs were 147 uh, in July of 2008. So that's the that's where we're at, right? We are we've already hit 130, and it seems very obvious to me. Dr. Will, that those 2008 highs, like the 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 2000 was a 2014 high of $4.10 a gallon on average across the country, all these things are about to be broken. We're going to we're going to certainly go right by $4.10 uh, gasoline, never mind in our in our Indianapolis, but across the country on average, we're going to well pass $147 a barrel on WTI and Brent crude. I think that's highly possible, and I think at least we're going to surpass the maximum when it comes to price per gallon. But I I do think one thing. I do think it will be short-lived, and by short-lived, we're talking maybe six months or so because – there are places in the world where production can be ramped up, and, and not the United States, unfortunately, but other countries will step up to the plate, Canada being one of them, Mexico being another. I mean, the administration is even talking about letting Venezuela sell oil to the United States, and in their Iran negotiations, they're hoping Iran can produce some oil. How bad is it, Tony, when our policies say we're going to look to Venezuela and Iran for our oil? Our policies are dangerous and certainly don't do anything for uh, America's uh, national national security, and that's part of the problem. Sir, I appreciate you taking the time. Dr. Matt Will, economist, University of Indianapolis, I appreciate you being with us. More coming up. I'm Tony Katz.